0: Hello again. Welcome back to Songs with Stories. I'm Summer. We are a music ministry for healing, help, and hope, or just because you want to listen to something uplifting. Uh, we're back again, and I'm happy to have you with me today. I have um, a really sweet song from the 1950s that we're going to feature today. The song is called Earth Angel. And most of my generation knows the song. Either we listen to... The 60s radio station of all those, the blast from the past stuff, like my sister did, like, that was all she listened to was the the oldies radio station. Which, by the way, if you ask her to sing those songs now, she's ten years younger, well, eight years younger than me. If you ask her to sing those songs now, she will, both the melody and the harmony, all together. She's incredible. Anyway, uh... This song, most of us don't know from that. We know it from the movie Back to the Future when the band Marvin Berry and the Starlighters did it and then Michael J. Fox did a an unforgettable solo that all of you are probably grinning about right now because you see it in your head. I know you do. Anyway, that's what most of us relate this song to is that. But the song obviously has a different history. It was written um, in the early 50s. It's kind of debatable the year exactly it was done. Uh, 1953-54 is kind of what what the consensus is at this point. It was actually, get this, a literal garage band demo. (laughs) It was done in an L.A. garage uh, by a group called the Penguins, who had formed the year before they put this song together. And they were simply doing a demo in uh, the garage of, I think the guy's name was Dootsy Williams. That's a name for you. Dootsy Williams. Um, They, uh, it was meant to be just a practice, kind of a, literally a demo. So the recording is kind of rougher than what they expected. Um, They even like muffled the drums with pillows in the garage and the next door neighbor had a dog that would constantly bark and interrupt the recording. Like this, it's kind of an awesome story. When the penguins recorded it as a demo, um, they thought their hit was a thing, uh, a song called Hey Senorita. I think that's the name of the song. Mm. You can double check my facts on it. Anyway, they went and, um, one of the band members went to a late-night um, music store that had a radio station where they broadcast um, R&B, and so he asked the opinion of that broadcaster, and um, the guy who sent the broadcast out played the song twice that night, and the next morning requests were coming in for the song Earth Angel, not the flip side of that record. And so without further recording, or anything else, the Penguins were able to release literally a garage band demo. And over time, it has sold about 10 million copies, and um, it has been put into the Library of Congress as uh, the, the library of, let's see, what is it, one of the 50 recordings chosen by the Library of Congress, deeming it culturally, historically, and aesthetically important. Something I love, though, is that this thing is not over-recorded. If you listen to the original recordings, recording by the Penguins, it's not um, EQ'd or terribly mixed down, or I mean, it's it's just recording authentic music, like how you would hear it if you were sitting there. I love I love that that kind of a song has sold over 10 million copies. And it also is, uh, let's see, it was something about independent. I think it was the first independent label, the first song on an independent label to make it to the Billboard's Top 100. Uh, So it was, you know, pretty cool for an unfinished demo to make it that far. So that's kind of the history of the song. Um, Something that's really sweet... For this song, though, one of the reasons I love it so much, again, it goes back to one of my clients, and when so some of my clients can't talk, um, they're uh, they have declined so far that they can't. Well, they can respond sometimes, but they can't verbalize it, and so I look for cues as I sing to them. I talk to them, and if they can talk back, I usually have a wonderful conversation with them. If they can't, I look for cues. To see if they like what I'm singing, or if singing, or if they recognize it, or something, to some kind of response to let me know that this is working for them. And one day I was singing this song to a different, another client. Uh, she was bedridden. No, she's she's still around actually, and uh, uh, she's one of my favorites because these people are so sweet. I am so blessed to be able to share end of life with them. Anyway. She is bedridden, and um, sometimes she has moments of forgetfulness. And so it was interesting. One day I was playing the song, and I look over at her, and she's crying. And I don't like to make people cry necessarily, but uh, to me that was the response I was looking for, to let me know that this song meant something to her. And now every time I sing it for her, she doesn't really cry, but she, she responds to it. There's familiarity for her there. So this song kind of touches me because it touched her. So um, that's my memory with this song besides Michael J. Fox, which everybody's going to have that memory. <laughs> and with that little thought, I'm going to sing for you, Earth Angel. And I am going to do it in a similar recording style as the Penguins. I mean, not with a full band and all that, but just very, um, it's definitely not overproduced. Let's just say that. (laughs) All right. Oh, I gotta put this on. I'm playing on the capo two on my ukulele because I can't go as low as it needs me to in the original key. So here we go.
1: The time i I'll be the vision of your happ, happiness. Thank you.